welcome to Brevity Box, episode six. Six episodes. We're doing pretty good. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, or every person, maybe one person, listener. We should just call them listener. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're recording this on November 29th, a couple days after Thanksgiving and after a good day of football. Brando, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Still a little full from Thanksgiving, but I'm doing all right. Nursing leftovers. <laughs> I got some. Uh, I got some grilled turkey leftovers in the fridge. Yeah. I um, I had a moment of pure excitement. My my sister bequeathed upon me my first turducken, and I uh, I gotta say a little bit gimmicky. I'm not a big huge fan of duck, but it was it was just really good. Man, I had a lot of moments new food turducken and still cooked in that old way that you remember us doing it in the roaster with yeah. the maple base and the vegetables and whatnot. And, um, Brooke went, my wife went out of her way to make a new type of cheesecake and it was a maple pecan topped, uh, snickerdoodle. Was it snickerdoodle crust? Like the crust on the bottom was smashed uh, it was unbelievably decadent, probably horrible for you. I'm sure I have diabetes now. Um, and, and also made Cran Apple, the classics, and Apple. Uh, I'm still trying to get through all of the food. But it was good. I mean, it was a good Thanksgiving. Uh, did you get to spend it with anybody, or did you guys, did you isolate? Well, the nice thing is I actually got some blood work done on Thanksgiving week, so I uh, knew that I was actually out of the pre-diabetic range I was in last year, so I could afford to go a little crazy on Thanksgiving. Um, uh, I I just had a very very low-key dinner with my dad and stepmom. Just the three of us, that's it. Well done, man. It's probably the way to go. We we had some other stuff we were getting into. We had some family that was in and out of the hospital there. Everything worked out great. So by the time Thanksgiving happened, uh, it was just Brooke and I, but it was a nice, comfortable day. And I ended up taking a truckload of food to my my parents and, and they got to share in some of it. But, you know, maybe it was, you know, looking at everything, it was. Uh, it was good to have a day where we could just enjoy and not have to think about much. We're kind of way past election debacle at this point. Um, you know, there's still some some kicking and screaming temper tantrums coming from up top of course and you know what's the score now 35 to 1 is uh where it's going and that one's really sort of a procedural case yep. for those of you who uh, are following um but you know still dealing with covid still dealing with spikes because you People know are idiots. <laughs> yeah. well they they don't they don't want to listen right I, I tell you one thing that that stuck out to me was interesting is um I, I forgot where i read this headline so excuse me if i get it wrong but what what hit me was i saw see either a nurse or head of a nursing head of nurses organization uh was saying that you know 60 percent of nursing staff in the country have not been regularly tested for covid but you know we're kind of in a time where every football player is getting tested multiple times a week. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's things are kind of backwards. I, I don't, 
you know, without getting into those, you know, uh, upsetting things about be, you know, the average person being misled about what's true, what's not true. And, and people not taking the uh, opportunity to isolate or, you know, really understand how this thing works. And I'm certainly not going to go through out of it here, but look it up. Um, I think we've said it before, wear the mask, keep the hospitals from getting overwhelmed. I think that's the one thing you hear all around the country right now is hospitals here, hospitals there, El Paso, Wisconsin. Uh, those places are getting overwhelmed with uh, patients. And from like what you're saying, people either don't wear a mask or won't wear it regularly and and uh or wear a chin diaper chin diaper thank you south park i I have actually stopped confronting people about that so i don't catch a beating or a bullet yeah it's hard you know i don't it really i don't know how to to really address that i think i've I've said a couple of snide comments when i've been uh, admittedly snide you know if i was in a grocery line and the guy in front of me was lecturing the cashier for wearing a mask and uh being quite belligerent and in the middle of what he was talking about i just kind of said yeah world is flat right buddy and he didn't quite get the joke when i said it initially but she did and uh he was not happy about us giggling at his expense so i kind of take your point i think after that i decided i i wouldn't say much i just kind of go and do my business and get out you know dude i had to go to fry's uh, the day before thanksgiving to get some um Get some groceries. I made the mashed potatoes for the meal. Shout out to Instant Pot. Um, and <laughs> I thought I was going to have a real minor panic attack because of one, just too many damn people in the grocery store the day before Thanksgiving. So, and, and yes, procrastinating it was my own fault. But just so many people improperly wearing masks. If you're going to have like your nose and your upper lip flopping out of it, what's the point? There is no point. It's not doing anybody any favors. How would I, I don't, I don't envy the, I mean, I, I feel like store managers or people should have the ability to say something, but the, the tension and the climate about it, I mean, you're just inviting a problem, I think, Uh, which is really tough. You know, I, I think what we got one month left in this, awkward weird roller coaster year and and then i think wasn't this supposed to magically disappear after election day who said that uh somebody (laughs) how many people did you hear say that i've heard a lot of you you won't hear about it anymore after november 4th Uh, uh, i don't know that's funny because i think the person that said that currently has coronavirus yeah yeah i mean and that's 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 kind of going hand in hand now it's so rampant that it's hard, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult to assess um, how to tell people or help people. But ultimately, I just don't want people getting sick. I don't want nursing staffs getting overwhelmed. And I really think we can do it. You know, it's pretty simple. Not a lot to ask. You know, I feel like we put on our seatbelts. We uh, we go through TSA. That's something that got me. It was like we're, we're willing to take our shoes off and and put our stuff through a scanner and go through all this trouble as a community, but we're not willing to put a, a piece of fabric in front of uh-huh. our face. Oh, but I, but I can't breathe when I put the mask on. It, it fogs my glasses. <laughs> I don't hear, I don't talk to uh, anybody that's telling me that, but it sounds really convincing. 
No, it um, it got in my head. Putting you know, it's a mask about... gives you hypoxia. Well, wow, how do those surgeons do it for multiple hours at a time then? Well, for me, that's what it's about. I mean, I mean, I I said it before. I my my wife is a medical care professional, and I think that it's really sort of in in solidarity, not only with them, but one of the great point that I was hearing about was out of El Paso. You have national guard there and they are under orders to wear their ppe every single one of them and they're dealing with this on multiple levels because el paso is overwhelmed and the same thing you've seen out of new york and whatnot depressing story sure but there's sort of like this disconnect for me where a lot of the same people who are willing to put a yellow ribbon on their lapel and and show respect to that they i feel like the messaging if it were about the military, they'd be like, oh, I want to show respect to the people that are in the military. And it, you should, you know, you should show respect to the nursing staff, doctors, medical professionals, people in National Guard. It it stood out to me, and uh, I think it has to be acknowledged. It's It made me grateful for Thanksgiving in a totally way, different way than I had expected. Just to have a, a day where I was really starting to kind of count my blessings, you know, grateful for what's going on with this and grateful for having my family healthy it really kind of makes you focus on your close group of friends you know and and for those of us who are sort of trying to come up with a way to understand the country it it gave me a little bit of perspective to have everybody on the same page right like i know there was a lot of people at the grocery store were not wearing masks but we were all there ready to celebrate thanksgiving and i really think there's a lot of people, whether they agreed with the way the election went or not, that are sort of tired and ready for it to be uh, about holidays and about being, they still want to be part of the team, you know? And it kind of got me thinking about something I wanted to get, I wanted to pick your brain about. Old show, love the show, the A-team. Great, easy. Do you think all four of those guys vote the same way if got they were real old. people? No, use the movie. But look, you got Hannibal, Face, B.A., and Murdoch. If you don't know these characters, you should look them up. But Hannibal is a, you know, aged, wily, veteran guy with the plan. Face is sort of your good-looking James Bond, suave, spy character. B.A., uh, African-American, muscle, tough. Mr. T. Uh, Mr. T. It says it all. And then Murdoch. Your crazy conspiracy theory, wacky schizo, you know, don't know what to expect, unpredictable. And and I kind of thought about your analogy before about King of the Hill, another show I love, Brando, mm -hmm. where you said Hank is Republicans from the 90s and Dale Gribble is Republicans now. And I feel like that same thing can fit with Hannibal and Murdoch, right? You got Hannibal yeah. who's old school sort of conservative Republican guy with a plan loves when plan comes together. And Murdoch is off the deep end on the other side. He is uh QAnon uh, all the way in for, for Trump. And it just kind of oh, hit me. Globalists. Well, it's, it's a, <laughs> right. It's a funny metaphor to me because here's a show that really captures that. Right. You got four guys who I, I guarantee you didn't vote the same way if they were real people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of made me laugh because 
it does feel like if I'm trying to stitch something together to bring everybody into perspective, I mean, we're still, they're still our countrymen, right? We still need them to get in the damn van and, and like work together to get the, to get what we want to accomplish done. And it stood out. I couldn't, I couldn't shake it when I started thinking about that because I, I thought it was pretty fitting that, that Murdoch and, uh, you know, would definitely, we know who he's voting for. We kind of know who BA is going to vote for. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Hannibal torn. Right. But it just feels like that's a good metaphor for the country. Yeah, at least that's, yeah, you know, I, I for me, with that. it just kind of it made me laugh. You know, it made me think about that. It made me think about reboots in general. But I think I'm just reaching for a way to think of uh, all of us as being on the same squad. You know that that we kind of I'd rather start finding the reasons why we need each other, why we're better off together. Those guys didn't agree. Is a show. It's fiction. But I think I think you know. That's not something you hear enough about right now, right? Do you think when the A team disagreed, they called each other commies? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, think, I think Murdoch probably did. I don't know if Hannibal did, <laughs> but I, I could. They, I mean, there were shows and episodes, and even in the movie, that's represented by them getting at each other's throats, right? I mean, and and I think that's going to happen in any family, but they still sort of get pulled together by by Hannibal. And, uh, and I think it's, um, I'm ready to hear more of that. You know, I, Biden's pre Thanksgiving message to me was kind of along that line. And I was weirdly grateful for that tone being inter like injected into the, the, you know, public into the, the zeitgeist, if we're going to use that word, but you know, into the atmosphere of America right now, you know, that, we we need each other and need to tone down the the separation and the, the aggression towards each other and and you know and I think slowly what you know it's interesting to see these uh court cases just start to drop and fail and I don't fail know horribly. I, yeah, I mean badly. I mean badly and, and, and you know they did have one win. People were allowed to move like four feet closer. So, you know, we got, we must give credit where credit is due. They're like yeah. one in 36. And I, I, I gotta say for, for political comedy, I was really happy to see the, the, the meme I sent you with uh, Gary Oldman from the fifth element with the evil goo coming down his head. And then the picture of Giuliani with his hair dye coming down. We know there's an evil comet somewhere in the galaxy and you answered it perfectly. <laughs> We do have an evil comet, an orange one, and it's headed out of out of the uh, solar system. Hey, you didn't actually respond to the picture I sent back to you with Giuliani. Oh man, I'm sorry. I should have, but we'll have to post something about that somewhere. It was uh, that and this tiny desk. I thought the tiny desk was all I could think of was what South Park is going to do. Hang, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Because the I mean I saw pictures of the tiny desk. Was that from Camp David? I thought it looked like it was from the white house i mean there's going to be nice looking places at camp david but i mean it it just yeah that desk was fucking hilarious yeah it made me laugh it made me laugh but you know we're on an upswing right i mean at least in my opinion it feels like 
things are starting to settle down. I feel like I'm starting to get used to not hearing so much political banter. I feel like I got room to enjoy the holidays and, or at least holiday and just sort of take a break from it all. There isn't as much noise and there, and as the day goes, you know, each day goes by, there's less and less. And with a month left in the year, I'm just excited. You know, I'm excited for it to be, uh, make politics boring again. I don't want to, hear so much volume to it anymore. And I don't think anybody else does either. I think we're all tired of it. As long as we don't get dragged into this new crap between Iran and likely Israel. Yeah. I'm good with it. Yeah. That's, that's a level of, uh, that's a level of political reach that we should have a whole nother show for. I don't even know enough about that whole thing to really get into it, to be honest with you. I just know that several articles I saw about it linked it to possibly Mossad. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. I think the world is dealing with COVID. I think I'm sort of upset. I think I'm glad that everybody's sort of focusing on that. Um, kind of, as I mentioned before, with as many sports teams and testing, you still see, I mean, today, my favorite team played, you know, my the Saints played the Broncos. And <laughs> I, I felt bad. I mean, I felt bad for the team, man. That's hilarious. It's it was sad. It was a rough game to watch because if you don't follow sports, uh, Denver's quarterbacks usually you have a starter and a second string, and then and sometimes a third string. And one of their quarterbacks basically weren't following uh, proper protocol. They didn't follow protocols, right? And and I'm not shaming those guys. I'm just saying they didn't do it. One of them tested positive for COVID. The other two are you know, in the quarterback room, they're in close proximity. So now you have a team that doesn't have a starting quarterback and they have to field a team. They have to play the game. There is no rescheduling it. I I feel like maybe there should have been rescheduling. There should have been a reschedule for that. And kudos to who they put out there. uh, A very, like a third string wide receiver named Hinton, who, I mean, you just had to, I envy the guy's heart to go out there and do what he could the best he could. It was, it was tough. I mean, he just got brutalized and there were three interceptions and I mean, obviously the saints came away at the wind, but you know, this is where we're at. I I will say, I have to mention though, kind of to the point that what we're talking about and we've talked about sports in this context before, but I believe Fangio is the GM or the owner there. And his quotes after the game, just specifically saying that he was disappointed that his guys weren't following the recommend the uh, you know the recommendation to wear masks, and that 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 was the biggest problem that he had. I felt like was good leadership, just to acknowledge that directly, that he wasn't whining about rescheduling the game. He wasn't talking about it another way. Again, he was just saying. Simple thing. We asked them to do it as team members and they disregarded it. They disregarded the league they're in, the team they get paid by and the protocols that are set up because they're examples and they didn't do it. And it cost their team a really embarrassing outing, which I'll take the win for the Saints. No problem. But it was still I've never watched in my entire life uh, a game, any game, much less a game with my team that 
I felt bad for the other team. I felt bad for their their quarterback and their situation. I mean, that was just a morale killing situation. But I, I mean, I hope it. You could only hope that it would lead to more people paying attention and and you know doing what's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what it it's what you, so what you're saying is the GM or owner came out and gave a honest explanation about what happened and didn't play the victim and didn't make it all about himself. That's right. Isn't yeah. it weird how refreshing that is? <laughs> it is totally weird, totally refreshing, and uh, and probably where I'll cap it off with sports. I won't go through anything else on big details on sports. I just thought the way that the world outside of sports and the world inside of sports is intertwined, especially in 2020 in the year of COVID and uh, kind of some of the stuff we brought out before. I mean, even if it's just you looking at it as your job and your employer and X, Y, Z, or whether you have some, some, uh, you know, slant on, on what you think is going on. They, you know, I, I like that it was acknowledged up front. I really do. Before we move on from sports, I do have one question for you. Sure. Do you have any idea what happened between... I keep believe I get to ask this question again. It feels like the 90s. Do you know what happened in the Mike Tyson fight last night? I only read about it, man. I only read about it. And and anything I read about the results being a, a draw really was overshadowed by Mike Tyson's, like, blunt, pun intended, uh, admitting <laughs> that he... <laughs> that, that he smoked pot before the fight and that's just who he is I, you know that's that's mike tyson taking a a great opportunity to promote his his weed company because he, oh, he, he, he knew exactly what he was doing he knew yeah. exactly what he was doing he's getting a platform for his business Dude, could you imagine getting high with iron mike oh man i stories after- the stories just if you for anybody listening if you haven't had the chance he did an hbo special not so long ago that is priceless funny entertaining like that one man show thing right yeah yeah Yeah. that was fantastic but you gotta watch it and yeah getting getting smoking a blunt with mike tyson would be um a whole nother world of entertainment but here it's that's here or there today we're gonna we got somebody who was with us on episode one and brought him back we're gonna get him into the conversation get him to talk about getting high with mike tyson <laughs> no really we're gonna get him in to see how his thanksgiving was um Who'd mitch get high with mike tyson or Snoop Dogg? <laughs> if i had to choose to show, we brought found the perfect segue for you man <laughs> between uh snoop and mike tyson I don't think that there's any kind of debate there at all. It would have to be Snoop. I mean, yeah, it would have to be. If Snoop. I had to choose, if I had to choose, it would be Snoop. I think I think Maybe I agree. Close. Less likely to get knocked out by Snoop. <laughs> at least it will be one of his bodyguards. It won't be the guy directly. No, look, look, look. You don't have to worry about getting knocked out by Mike Tyson. If he, look, we're mortals, okay? If he throws a punch at one of us, we're just dead. It's lights out. <laughs> just, oh, it's gonna be the hangover. It's just going to be face like a piece of meat on the ground. Just slap and I'm out for days. So how much would it take to get you in the ring with Tyson or someone else, you know, someone of that caliber? How much money? And you had to go through with it. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. How long do I have to last? 
It's not about how long you have to last. You just actually have to be in there. You actually have to go toe to toe and at least try to. Exchange. You can't just throw the match. You just you have to actually fight. You got to actually give it a shot and fight and take some hits. How much? One million tax free. <laughs> wow. I need pricey. I would want. I would want at least five million and and medical bills covered. Yes, medical medical bills covered, five million, and a lifetime supply of Tyson's best new product. <laughs> That's what I'm then I'm good. I maybe medical after me. Medical covered, and uh, and just and I would do it for for cheap, man. I I'm I'm easy, like five hundred k. I would do it just for the talk show circuit alone. I'm sure I could make the rest of that back. Sure. No, you're probably right. Yeah, but so that's to go cheap. The pain, the pain. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, 500 G's. You're gonna come out of your your short term coma thinking you should have gotten more. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, I can imagine the pain. Oh my god. Oh. How was your Thanksgiving, Mitch? Hey, man, uh, it was pretty solid. Thanks for having me back, man. I really appreciate it. Welcome back. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Um, my Thanksgiving, it was pretty uneventful i mean like a lot of folks just kind of stick into the house and uh we cooked up a little bit of food we we did uh completely coat the inside of the oven in exploded pecan pie natalie made a pecan pie from scratch and uh we didn't put a pan underneath it and it boiled over and coated the entire bottom of the the oven but we cleaned it up and then baked our pumpkin pie you know so it was good it was fun Pies are a big deal for for Brooke too. Uh, she she was oh gonna. I thought she was gonna make a pecan. Um, when she said she was making a pie with pecan, I assumed pecan pie. Yeah. But what she made was that uh, maple pecan topped cheesecake. That sounded ridiculous. As you were talking about that, I was I was just salivating. My entire mouth just filled with saliva. I love cheesecake, and pecans are my favorite. I'm sure that was delicious. Oh man, the first bite, the first words that came through my head were, it's okay to be fat. (laughs) Just go ahead. Just lean into this pie. And you know, it's, we're, we're definitely not, we don't have a lot of shame. It's, it's seriously, there's a fork in there, (laughs) in the fridge, in the pie dish. I think I just went to a new level of respect for me. You just don't have time to go to the drawer and get a new utensil, right? You just, why? Why? Waste of time. Well, and I think all of us in doing this right now, a lot of us still have day jobs and and uh without getting in too much detail, you're kind of on the front lines of the <laughs> Oh, you poor bastard. Oh, it is. I appreciate that. I appreciate Thanksgiving, it. holiday, Black Friday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Christmas holiday. This is yeah. this is your war zone right now. I mean with everything I got so many questions about this. Yeah. I mean, how, how does it affect how, I mean, you can go in whichever levels, cause I'm sure there's a lot to say here. Are people different? Are the COVID restrictions, something that you see causing a more stress and you're, you're in a, a situation where there's all kinds of new product out there that people are <laughs> buying and fighting for. Yeah. It's like, how, how do you, are you, are you okay? <laughs> I'm are good. you uh, you go straight to like how many fifths have you gone through? Is Jack your best friend? 
you know <laughs> well i i <laughs> uh i'm doing well man thank you so much for caring but i gotta just backtrack a little bit there and say that it's it's not a war zone and i wouldn't and i wouldn't be doing this as long as i have and i wouldn't be if i didn't enjoy it to a degree i like the fast-paced nature i love this time of year because the way i generally look at it the way that i've maybe have survived and lied to myself to make through the through the season is i'll do, I'll do yourself no man <laughs> is is look man like people are out there and for the most part not all but for the most part they're out there buying gifts for one another they're buying something to take home and put underneath that tree or that that menorah or whatever it is that they're doing and they're trying to uh, you know they're doing this for family or loved ones or you know to whatever that is whatever their cause a good portion of them have something good at heart and trying to bring joy yeah they're trying to bring joy so if I didn't look at it like that, I'm sure it would be a lot harder, but I have a blast. It's fun. It is stressful. It is exhausting, but man, it's a, it's a good time. And when you show up in the morning to your, your retail establishment and there's like a line of people down the center and like around the corner and they're all bundled up, it's like 20 degrees, 18 degrees. Some of them been camping there for the day before. Wow. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a cool feeling to be able to, to be able to bring joy to some of those people. Some of them had to go home because we didn't have what they wanted. But yeah, man, it's it's a fantastic thing. I don't know, and, and, and I, I I miss. I guess I would. I miss the the interaction with new people. Yeah, if I had to boil it down, because I, I was in retail for a long time, I miss the. I mean, there was things about it that I enjoyed, but I really miss the the person coming in and being able to just communicate and build connections with with regular customers you know who come in frequently and who have questions and being able to solve those issues and find a way to bring more joy or better joy or yeah that part is harder now that part is harder is it that would be hard for you yeah and the covid thing has made things different but i think for the most part again i'm going to try and spin it positive it's been people have taken it pretty well um they are a little more patient they're a little more expressive they're more apt to give you thanks and appreciation for the job that you're doing. Um, there's, there's always going to be bad apples that are going to ruin any bunch. Right. But right. Uh, for the most part, man, I've had a really great experience with the, the let's be kind to one another side of it. And people come in and they're more expressive with their eyes and they try so hard to inflect in their voice. And it's kind of comical because right. we're all trying to speak through masks and right. all we're trying to speak through like this plexiglass and no one can understand one another. No one can hear you. You can't hear them. Uh, it's, but it's, it's fun. It's still but good. They're doing it. I mean, I, the way it. you're saying it, it sounds like that's something I think that um, both Brando and I don't have the exposure to the numbers of individuals or, or you know, customers or even small groups, crowds. Like yeah, be grateful. Like, I'll probably catch it and die. So just be I no. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. No, I, I was just, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying like you, you sound like you're seeing, I mean, I kind of, I get that feeling that you're telling me that there are a lot of, there are more people than not are out there doing and trying to do it right. I I would say that's the case, at least where we are um, in Colorado. I don't know how things are. You guys were talking earlier about uh, doing some Thanksgiving shopping and there's people not wearing masks up here. Anywhere I go, people are wearing masks. Um, I don't. They're wearing them correctly. <laughs> uh, I would say 87 
0.6% are wearing them correctly. Maybe more. That's some math right there. I want to say it's about 75% here. Really? I mean, I get it in my in my store, and they wear it like the chin diaper, or it's like coming down off their nose. And I'm like, hey, man, it looks like your mask is a little loose. Do you want a new one? Oh, that's brilliant. And hey, then man, your dick is hanging out. Pull it up a little bit. Help me yeah. help you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you with that. <laughs> I, I I've been. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I was gonna say I've been written up for that before, so I can't. I can't with that. The the dick is out. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say uh, enough good things about my community. I think good. We've done. We've done really well. I think, though, uh, without jumping right back into it, I really think that the community here, at least in the small area that I'm in, in in New Orleans, and what I've seen. Uh, the two things I've said, the thing I've said before is they're sort of used to getting through a tough situation and sort of following the rules to do so. I think that pays its dividends here. I do think people are tired in general yeah. and a little fatigued and, um, and you know, I can see signs of that, but overall pretty good. I mean, I, I, I haven't had the same experience that Brando described where I went to the store and and see a bunch of people not wearing masks. I also went out for a short run mm-hmm. on a uh, day before Thanksgiving. And again, I still, for the most part, saw people wearing their masks. And I, I don't really know if it's me, but when I do see someone that's got it down or not wearing it, I just make eye contact, not in any sinister way, but when I do make eye contact, I can almost always see them pulling their mask out. You like, know, as soon as yeah. I know somebody's looking at them, they kind of want to pull it up and oh, you know, they're acknowledging it. And that I think it says that they're aware of it and they're just kind of like, I, I'm okay with that, right? Like if it slipped down and they sort of weren't paying attention, okay, yeah, I get it. At least it's not something defiant, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like for example, like I would say overwhelmingly, well over the 99% range, when I've offered someone a mask because they came in without it, they are immediately. Uh, apologetic they're like kind of, kind of scrambling like checking for their keys kind of thing like looking for their mask or they go oh right. oh, oh i left it outside or they're like oh they, they're very grateful i mean i think most people they want they want to do right by everybody else i mean i, I gotta believe that I'm i hoping. love that i really i think brando needed to hear that i needed to hear it too i think everybody <laughs> needed to hear that that's really positive and uplifting i, I like the team getting together and mm-hmm. doing you know, I, I really, really liked your, your analogy of the, the A team. Uh, yeah. I, I like the thought there. Uh, I was thinking more Lord of the Rings. Oh, ro- okay. So, how do you defer? Like, who votes? Legolas for who? was a fucking commie. Legolas? <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. I got, I, I don't know. <laughs> we know those elves. I mean, <laughs> I can't trust those elves. The those Kingdom elves. of Man, though, is definitely not. Oh, we're going to. Those damn elves, they're just going to raise your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> they're no, going to see, the elves are going to seize the means of production. That's, they're trying to stop uh, the industrialization of the, they're trying to, yeah, that's funny. Wow. I hadn't they even thought about that. Just, okay. So let's just say that real quick. We're just, since we're already on this bent, if you're going by Lord of the Rings, <laughs> elves, dwarves, man, the Nazgul, <laughs> the orcs. Who has the best mask? <laughs> I don't know, but El- I don't know, but Elrond is totally George Soros. 
Oh, okay. Now okay. you're really going deep. That's what deep. I didn't give it nearly that much thought. I was just thinking about how you to survive, to prosper, you have to have a well-balanced team. Your D&D team, your, you know, whether that's Lord of the Rings, you're actually playing some, you have to have a good party. Mm-hmm. And as a country, it takes all kinds. And so for me, I think that Charlie, you were hitting on something that for me means a lot. Like, you know, we got to find some place where we all get, you know, we're not all going to agree perfectly, but we all have like a, a common interest really at the end of the day everyone wants the same things you know if i i think so too and i think it just takes discussion i i I felt like the a team (laughs) when i thought about it it cracked me up because it really fit that that sort of character representation right i Mm -hmm. thought it was so funny to think of hannibal's the old school conservative republican and and Murdoch is the crazy, like, QAnon conspiracy <laughs> Republican. And, and of course, you know, my mind goes straight to B.A. being where, you know, B.A. has a mask. It says BLM on the front. And then <laughs> Face is, is sort of this guy where I was like, how does Face, is Face the super liberal? I don't think so. But no. Maybe he's that middle ground blue dog Democrat or left leaning. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it just, I think that that whole line of thinking came from uh, like referencing all these court cases that have just been knocked down one after the other. Yeah. One of the things that made me feel good in a weird way about just everything was that it's not as if all of these things are being thrown out to these, uh, you know, super liberal judges. Activist judges. Well, it just made me feel good about (laughs) the law being, something that means something that the court is a place where you know you you can't just say anything clearly and a lot of these guys are old school hannibals you know they're old school conservative judges that are saying these things are ridiculous there's nothing here there's no evidence that gave me a weird confidence you know and it made me start thinking of like here's the a team right and all this noise and volume and craziness here's this like system of that's working and and that's not a lot of what you're hearing about and i think it's as a, i mean that's just me though right as americans i feel like that's something we should kind of be proud of that the the at this point that that top tier system of court of law and judges making you know rulings based on the rule of law and very clearly trying to get to truth and reality it's it's worked and a lot of them are from you know they're conservative republicans and i i don't normally have many reasons to agree with a lot of conservative republicans these days but in this case i thought it was worth acknowledging and it just made me think of the a-team i just couldn't help but think of the theme song and the van and the four of them having to come together even when they didn't like each other and hannibal's crazy ass is the only one that can fly that helicopter you know it's like yeah it all seemed to feel like okay that's what we need to remember we all need each other you know we all need each other to make things work yeah so where does drunk uncle rudy fit in with the a-team well i mean he's clearly the guy they're gonna capture in a moment of of panic and he's the bad guy i mean he's he's obviously the bad guy henchman is basically what you boil down to but so moving on from that i think what'd you say mitch before the final boss yeah he's the he's the guy before the final boss he's uh he's uh who's uh he's he's revolver ocelot (laughs) 
No, you can't make that comparison. I've played all of the Metal Gear games, and Revolver was actually good at his job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but moving on from that, Mitch, there's a reason other than talking about your Thanksgiving that you're here. We we've been doing this now for what six weeks, really? Yes, Maybe two months, six weeks. I, I think the first episode is published mid October, and to date, we still don't have. Instapot sponsoring us, and I think Brando has a problem with that. I think Brando makes a good case. Like all I mean, we've mentioned it a few times, Brando. I mean, I mean, it's the ultimate bachelor's kitchen accessory. Instapot. So if Brando, if your kitchen, if you even if have you their rice cooking item, see there you go. <laughs> so if you're picking one item, your item's Instapot. Mine's gonna be a sous vide immersion cooker. Mitch, what's yours? One kitchen utensil, like one. One thing that you you have to have, if you had to put it in there, what would it be? Your grill. Does the griddle count? Yes. Yeah. My my outdoor my outdoor griddle. Like I gotta oh, have. You it. got one of those flat tops? Oh, dude, yeah. You gotta have it. Gotta have it. We really gotta come visit you. Yeah, we do. Uh, men can cook. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, well, that's, so that's my thing. I want to just kind of just check in, and I I, okay. I wanted it to be a good way of kind of asking like where we're where we are where you think we're going what new developments you have i mean well this is great. i know that, go ahead please go ahead no i'm giving you the state of the red room union state of the union you know what's fun is because i get to uh i get to play coy a little bit and get to do kind of the well we've got great things coming up i can't talk about it all right now i can't give you all the details but there's really exciting stuff happening um but yeah i i uh so what is the question? Because there's so much I can talk about and so much I can't. And okay. I do a better have. job of saying yeah, and, and, you know, you got to tell me the real details after this because Charlie tried to explain it to me. But I was really high at the time and nothing sank in. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a noob. Oh, uh, okay. So I locked you out of that meeting where we were kind of introducing some of our new yeah, it's because it, it's because I clear out my Discord, like private message things every now and then. Uh-huh. So I must have backed out of the group chat that you invited everybody to. Okay. Oh, okay. you know what? I like that man taking responsibility, even though I'm sure it was my fault. No, no, no. It literally was my fault. I did the same thing at work with like Skype messages and crap. All no, right. It's his fault. No, it's his fault. Okay. So <laughs> let me set up the question better then. Okay. Yeah. Brevity box is, but one podcast that is brought to you by the ruminations radio network. Mm-hmm. And, Ruminations Radio Network is a collaboration of other podcasts. And as we have gotten into uh, producing those, you have produced those and put them out with us. Some things have come up, opportunities. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of, being that you're sort of the center of it, oh, I think it's fair to say, like, a good question would be, how do you feel it's gone <laughs> in six weeks? Let's start there. Yeah, being that we're only in six weeks, is is the network where you want it to be? Is it more than you expected? Is are the obstacles different than what you thought might be down the line? Like that's that's a good place to start. It's more than I expected in in six weeks. And I mean, when we when we started, uh, it was really just this kind of like vision, which you know, again, I will you know. Re- Again, on your podcast, make sure to point out that you were a big part of that 
uh, push and inspiration to move forward with that. Because when I started the first podcast, it was an, it was an idea to have multiple versions and I, you know, different thematics running throughout. But in the end, it was about friends telling stories and talking about things that matter to us and getting philosophical and, and, and these things. And by doing this endeavor was really just an extension of that and wanting to, to make sure that, uh, the people that I admired or really enjoyed whose company I enjoyed, I wanted to give people another opportunity, another voice, another place to do that. Uh, plus I was selfishly just wanting to write intro songs. That's really, (laughs) (laughs) that's, uh, you know what you're doing amazing. I mean, they're, they're really good. I mean, I think I, I don't remember which podcast I mentioned it on, but one of them I did, I, I, you know, it was like, it was like when I was in high school, I only ran for high school, like, uh, for office so that my band could play the dances. You know, I was like, oh, if I run for, for student body president, I can have my band play all the homecoming dances or whatever dances we had to put on. So in a way doing this was also just another great excuse for me to write some more music. And, um, so this, this endeavor, man, is has already become more than I possibly even imagined it could. And I'm just thrilled to pieces, man. I just, I'm so excited. So excited. I can relate to that. Wanting to get out there to get the opportunity to have your band. For me, it was, (laughs) I was a DJ in high school. So it was like for, I wanted to get out and and be a part of any activity just to kind of leverage some opportunity to be the DJ at (laughs) any house party or anything. And I think the height of it for me in high school was, uh, I got to do, I got to DJ a pep rally for homecoming. Yes. So it was like that. I get where you're coming from with that. I, I totally relate to that. I think that's funny <laughs> that we're both that way. The first taste is free. You know, it's like, <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> it's right. you know, you got to get your product out there. And, uh, this is turned into something awesome. Like the, the guys, all you guys who are, are putting out, uh, content, all have like an individual voice and a different sound and a different idea of what you want to do. And I just feel blessed. I mean, I, I hope that word doesn't offend anyone, but I mean, I, I, I can't think of another. I'm I, offended. Triggered. I, okay. Well, I feel lucky. What's that, Brando? <laughs> I'm triggered. Church. And tr- <laughs> I feel, I feel lucky <laughs> to uh, have such an incredible group of, of friends uh, that want to go on this journey, man, because it's it's been a blast so far. I mean, six weeks, and uh, it's just it's all it's really coming together. Like as far as the organization and you know everyone working together and getting each other's backs, and uh, and it's it's opened up some cool new doors. Well, and I think for for you know those of you listening that maybe aren't aware, uh, Mitch has had uh, ruminations from the Red Room podcast for years and is creative with topics and guests and things that were, it was always fun to be a guest on red room. And for, no, I don't think, I don't think we, I would have never guessed we would have gotten to this place. It's exciting. And I think seeing the way that you're managing it and dealing with, it's been pretty cool, man. Um, I'm surprised, you know, with everything you, in fact, we, I, I got to get you to gush further about okay. your recent recording because that's one that when we did our first episode and we were going through what each podcast kind of was approaching, mm-hmm. one of the ones that we both were excited about was Ruminations of a Six-Button Samurai, yeah. which 
one of the coolest names ever. And after, like last night, was that the first recording? Yeah, yeah we recorded our, our episode zero. And uh, for the future, uh, something that people look forward to, your listeners can look forward to maybe as a bonus episode, maybe something that we uh, pitch out there to the, the ruminators or the roommates if as you as it were this i still have that recording of that first meeting where everyone gave their pitch of oh man yeah that's cool so i think we're gonna have to publish that someday um but yeah last night we recorded episode zero of uh ruminations of a six button samurai and originally it was supposed to be a little give and take but i was so enthralled listening to the samurai give his story from basically age four or five up until I think 12 and I couldn't even speak. I just sat there muted laughing. I mean, there were moments where I, I felt like very like welled up. It, it was an awesome experience. I'm excited for him to publish it. I can't wait for everything to come together and, and get more of those out. So yeah, I, I'm going to gush. It was, in, it was some great stuff. And I felt really, again, sorry, Brando. I felt blessed that he would, <laughs> that he would share that with us. You get a pass with, on that one. <laughs> and then he would share those things. So I think everyone should be really excited and look forward to that one as well. It's very personal. And I think a lot of people are going to be able to identify with it. You've been listening to the brevity box brought to you by ruminations radio network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great topics, join me, Optimist, on the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast for great discussions on all things retro future. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com. So remind uh, the audience here, the concept for Ruminations of a Six-Button Samurai it sounds, if you're a gamer, you might interject your own meaning of what that title means. I did before I heard uh, the, the pitch and the concept. And the, the pitch and concept is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a really awesome thought. But I thought now that you have listened to it, what would you, how would you, if you can, how would you <laughs> summate that? Like, how would you say about what that content is? What's the show about? And this show is about how many people view music and movies, the you know the soundtrack, the, the soundtrack of our lives, those those kinds of things that in oftentimes we neglect to credit the place that gaming might play if you are a gamer or if you don't know a gamer that, that, that those things play in your life and the way that they've taught you and raised you or, you know, given you the tools to deal with adversity and that have colored and been the background for all that you've become. Like for me, yes, I know the man that he became. So it, getting a chance to hear these stories of his youth only for me painted a more clear picture of how he became this man and for anyone listening, if they, you know, they're not going to know the end result, the man that I know today that I am lucky enough to call friend, they will get to go on this journey of this formative journey uh, that is set against the backdrop of gaming and arcades and how this contributed or informed this human being. And it, it no, pull, no punches pulled, just honesty. And it's beautiful. It was great. It was great.
the kind of catalyst that you know games and the environment and atmosphere around games played yeah. i i'm so connected to that in so many ways that i i don't think about all the time and to be reminded of it even when it was during that same pitch meeting that we're talking about i mean i remember after that i i talked to my sister about you know and she's not a gamer but she immediately connected to the concept and remembered us in the 80s playing indiana jones on the atari 2600 raiders of the lost ark and having to find like you know how we were working on it together and trying to solve the puzzles and get everything done and and you know and then just to to think about the atmosphere of an arcade you know that being i spent a lot of time in an arcade i was a latchkey kid like a lot of kids were in the 80s and you know i mean everything sort of centered around it even even stories from when it was just me and my mom my mom was a single parent and the only thing we could do when we lived in florida was on the weekends we would go and see like two movies back to back and i would look forward to just the movies but in between I would always have like 30 minutes to go yeah. and drop, you know, five bucks into gauntlet. Yeah. You know, warrior needs food. And I would just be, you know, it was, I love those things. I met a lot of friends that way. And, and just, um, I, I think it's, it's a great concept and it was great to hear you gush over it. <laughs> Sorry. Did I go on too much? No, no. Made me excited. I, I've been waiting I'm waiting to to hear the first episode and it, it sort of stands to what I was getting at with uh, the whole project as uh, in general in six weeks, it really seems like we're at a, like we didn't know where we could go, I guess, or I didn't, I think you probably knew better than me and where we're at now. I mean, are, are there, it just seems like it's moving along smoothly and, and we're getting some, am I wrong in saying that there's some recognition there that, that's been very, you have to have been satisfied with a little of the yeah, feedback I mean, <laughs> that you've gotten from random people. Well, the, the thing is that we, we never set a ceiling on it and we never set like any kind of limitations. Uh, we didn't set any kind of expectation as far as global domination either. So it was like, it was, <laughs> it was like this yourself, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, that. i've changed my mind now now i will accept nothing less than global domination if don't, don't just win dominate that's my new saying <laughs> we need to make you a football fan it's really where it's going now uh not gonna happen but thanks for trying <laughs> well but so you feel like uh i mean like what what developments have occurred that you are sure. able to share with us no, I, I can i can share a lot because it's actually kind of official uh, like some official stuff happening now but what what i mean to say is that we didn't have like a preset like we want to have this many listeners or subscribers and we want right. to do this or it the i think the real goal was already achieved in the fact that we were expressing and that we were getting to create and that we were becoming a team and what's been interesting in that by doing that by creating this unified front it put us in a position where we had something to offer we had something to offer other people uh, or other you know uh well we'll, be, we'll put it out on front street this there's this great site 
that I have been following for three years. Strangely enough, the time that Ruminations from the Red Room formed, it was formed right at the time David Lynch's Twin Peaks The Return was coming out. And that was the inspiration for the cast. I was like, you know what? We should do a podcast about The Return. I've been waiting 25 years for this shit. I'm right. going to do a podcast finally, and it'll be that'll be the inspiration for it. That's kind of the catalyst that kicked it into gear, but it'll be a lot of other things. And that's why we called it Ruminations from the Red Room. And I'm, it's a long, I'm taking the long road to, to get to your, your No, no, it's good. I like it. Um, so we, that was the idea. It was to, because of that, and we were going to do reviews on the episodes as they came out, but also talk about just the things that came to mind, you know, just having fun, telling stories. So anyway, um, this site, 25 years later, 25YL, uh, comes out same same time. Again, 25 years later, it's inspired by The Return. And this guy, Andrew Gravis, uh, he started this website. It was just him. He was playing with his kid one night as The Return was about to come out, decided he wanted to write an essay on Twin Peaks. The essay became more, and he began this website that has really grown now to have hundreds of contributors around the globe. Um, and they have built something really awesome. He's built something awesome. And I, I really loved this website. So I started uh, messaging Andrew. Hey man, I would, I would love to, to have you on the podcast. I would love to like collaborate in some way. Let's see what we can do. And we, you know, we went back and forth for a little while and then, um, as fate would have it, they needed someone to do their audio work for their audio articles that they're publishing on Patreon. They've got a great community with Patreon. Uh, they've got a great connection with their social media people. And so he, uh, we got to talking and beyond just collaboration, he wanted me to go ahead and start working on their audio articles, which I was very flattered. And the reason that they did that, I think, is because he sent out some of his guys, some of his editors for his different departments. Again, in three years, he's grown that site from like just like this little site to this huge thing where they've got all these people all over the place. And it's just really impressive. And several sites, too. Yeah. I mean, he's got a very interesting story from what you've shared with me. Yeah. And three sites right now that are that are just kind of blown up. And um, anyway, yeah. So it's it just it was great. It was a great conversation. Uh, I've started publishing their audio articles, uh, doing the engineering and producing on those. And right, you're you're in there now. You're yeah. doing you're doing that part of it, and yes. we're we're in bed together, <laughs> as, as is the parlance of our time. Yeah, yeah. So it's we are, and uh, this week uh, we should uh, be finalizing our collaboration deal on how we're going to uh, work in the ruminations radio network onto their websites uh, so that our sites wow. our, our casts are going to be published or or at least promoted rather on their sites and i don't know exactly how um again we're still working out the details how we're going to work that out but it was because of the work you guys are doing because he sends people out to listen he's like hey man i had my guys go listen and they like the content you guys are putting out it sounds like you guys know what you're doing let's he he wanted like a, a really big integration but of course, we're we're still young. We're still little. We're gonna kind of go slow, <laughs> and, and fiercely independent, and fiercely independent. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. uh, yeah, and I'm just so excited, man. I, I never expected that because let's be honest, to a degree, um, these were people that I was kind of looking up to, and like the 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 model that they had set, and uh, 
So it was really, really flattering to be invited to be a part of their organization and kind of contribute in a, in a new way. Yeah, that's it's. I mean, I'm I'm super excited about it, and I can already see that in some of the discussions we've had. You know, it, it seems like I I don't I think if you would have if you and I were sitting in a room and a third party came in and overheard us talking about this and was just curious and were to pose the question, when do you think you're going to be at a place where you'll be thinking about growing or thinking about adding or thinking about, you know, I don't think either one of us would have said, I don't know about six weeks. I don't think, I don't think that would have been the case in any way. No, no, it's really crazy. It's really, it's neat. It's fun. It's a thrill, man. I'm just stoked. It's, it's intimidating though. I mean, I have horrible imposter syndrome, uh, which to me is not imposter syndrome. It's called reality. <laughs> like I, it's, it's intimidating. There's a lot, and there's a there's a quite a workload, and you've already been out there recruiting and developing new talent and bringing a new podcast in. Um, I've got another one that's about to to pitch me this week. We'll see. Oh, so, cool! I'm Anything all, you can share with us? Or still on hold on that? No, so I sent you those texts uh, earlier yeah. or something. Yes. It's just a buddy of mine that I, that's out in California. If nothing else, I think we've got ourselves a new uh, audio editor. We'll also lighten uh, my load because I, you know, the, for every, for every, it's, it's like a one to two ratio for time wise when it comes to the editing process and things, sometimes it's smoother than others. But if you record like an hour and a half, I'm going to be editing that for three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So with five podcasts plus I'll be honest. I mean, as much as I'm loving this role and as much as I'm having fun doing that and I wanted to just do that, I still don't have enough time to write the new music that I want to write for new new episodes or, you know, so that we can change out stuff and do, you know, promos with different music. And I, I want to get back into the Red Room. I've got things yeah. I want to say, too. So you need to. Yeah, it's it's but it's it's so invigorating. And I don't I you know going back to the whole retail thing is I don't I think it's really saved my life these last six weeks to month. I don't know that I could have done it without this. This has given me a new well, life. Well, Mitch, let me say you're welcome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, <laughs> everything you and Brando do. No, man, it's been great for us. I think it's been, it's, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited and grateful and I, I'm, you know, almost annoyingly, team rah rah i'm like what can i do put me in play you know i'm ready to ready to jump in wherever i can i'm i'm excited about where we're going so let's use the same time frame as a way to kind of mark out the question for the future so we're we're six weeks in where do you let's say new year Mm -hmm. just after the new year where, what are your goals for that? Like you said, we're bringing in new talent. I think we've got some uh, great ideas. I think getting another editor. I mean, these are these are things of significant growth. Yeah. And so my first question would be, where do you see us in? Where do you see the Ruminations Radio Network in six weeks? Well, I would... <laughs> I would like. I don't know if good answer. You know, I'm not. You're not on the spot for anything, man. I, I want. I would. I would love to see. There's a couple things that I would want the most, and I'm. I'm hoping Andrew and his team get a chance to listen to this, and I'm going to post it on Slack for them to check out. Cool. <laughs> in, a, in a very self, 
you know, promotional <laughs> kind of way. It's like, hey, guys, check this out. Um, there's a couple things I would love. On a personal note, I would love to get one of my written articles posted on their site. They've got uh, this great editor who's working on building up their music department, and I would love to get something of mine published from them uh, music-wise, which I also want to do as an individual, like, personal podcast, uh, kind of like a kind of uh, an audio article. And that's just that's personal. Um, for the Ruminations Radio Network, I would love to see us add three new podcasts, um, which is pretty ambitious, I know. Uh, And I would like to see um, not only those like promoted on on their site, but I would like to, and this might be, again, talking out of school, a little bit ahead of the game. I would like to see at least one of those be from the 25 Years Later guys. Like I've already talked to a couple of them. And these these guys are talented. They're intelligent. They're passionate. They're fans, and I would love to get some of those guys on the network doing a cast. You know, that later might be given right back to them, but to get an exclusive cast from them, or at least even get them um, guesting, because all of the casts right now on Ruminations Radio Network have something in common with the different sites that Andrew has going on. So that some of their writers and editors could guest on our network and it would be glorious. Let's I'm ready. Tell I me mean, who to contact. <laughs> oh, that's that's the next thing. That's gonna be part of the things I I talked to him about this week. So I wanted to, you know, clear it with him before I go out there and start um recruiting uh guests or at least like, hey man, do you mind if one of my guys contacts you about possibly having you on their show? Because there's some that would make, I think, fantastic guests. So that's that's what I'd like to see. I mean, that's I, I don't know if that's kind of like humble, like you know, goals to have by the new year. Add three podcasts, get some 25 years later folks on here, and then uh, get my. I, I've been I've got a few of them that I've written, and I've just never gotten around to recording them. Uh, I really would love to get those published. Well, and I think I think those are good attainable. Oh, in the coffee mug. I want the first coffee mug. Oh man! Is it, are we going to do coffee mug first or a t-shirt? Coffee mug. Coffee mug. Okay. I think that's a great way. I think it's a good Christmas gift idea. Is Ruminations Radio Network coffee mugs would be okay. great. So I got to distribute those to the team, to everybody, and to all the hosts. Sure, well, we can okay. figure it out together. Together. <laughs> together. Now I think that's what's great about it, man. You've put together a a good team. You know, I I um. I've said this to other people and I think I've said it maybe in some way to you, uh, but I'm one of the things that I'm really proud of personally is the friendships that I built in my life. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm still very close to a great number of people that I, I don't just, you know, they're not just people I'm kind of like, I mean, they're people I respect and I seek their counsel and advice on things and I I really want to put myself out there for them to be the same and I think often it's one of those vacant like I don't see that many people doing that and you hear those kinds of old adages you know that if you're in your 40s and you have you know (laughs) two good friends you're really doing good and most of the time yeah I've heard this several times and so for me I feel very it makes me feel very uh, 
Dude, look we're crushing wealthy. it. Wealthy. Right. right. <laughs> no, and look, that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Is that, you know, it's one of those things that I noticed about, about you a long time ago. And, uh, and of course, we have a, uh, you know, we've covered our history and I've been around uh, talking to you a few times, but you have a really interesting group, a bigger group than your average person of good friends who, same thing. They rely on you. They kind of go in. They kinda, well, look at the team you put together. That's just my perspective. Okay. Is that you, you know, these guys are there because of your connection with them. Same thing with me. And, and by, by obviously Brando's here, friend of mine I've had for a long time. And I think it speaks to that. You know, I think that this, this whole thing is, is, is started by those relationships and, and the team you put together, you know, and I know you say you have imposter syndrome and you and I have that tug of war where I'm like, you're not an imposter. And you're like, I might be an imposter. Like, no, I might be. <laughs> we go back and forth about that, but it's, uh, I think that's draws interest. I mean, it's drawn interest from two five YL and it's drawn interest from people who want to be collaborators or involved and, and kind of like, uh, those those scouts that were sent out to check us out it, you know we seem to have a pretty uh good feedback i think you know i think it was all yours and brando's promo spots that oh, uh, really God. did it we gotta do some more of those i got a really good uh, one yeah, for we really do the rum podcast in the, in the back of my head oh it'd be really nice it'd be really yeah. nice so our mugs in the future we're gonna get more casts in it sounds joy man it's just been a joy and it sounds like it's brought a lot of joy to you uh-huh. you saying it saved your life is is big and i'd love to dive into that more but i feel like that's an overtime interview <laughs> you know, that's, that's when we're gonna be getting into some deep content yeah exciting i'm glad we did it i'm glad we did it i'm, I'm glad, glad we did it too man. i mean it's been it's been a blast and it still continues to be a blast and uh, they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life but i mean i've spent a lot of years doing something i liked but did not love um and this is something i love i've gotten a couple messages from from some of the folks over at uh, 25yl uh, you know, late nights or like kind of out of the blue and they're like, Hey, I'm really sorry to bother you with this right now, but you know, this question or that, and I'm like, look, it is, it is no bother because this, this idea, this being the creative side of things, uh, it's, it's, it's my raison d'etre. <laughs> Thank you for going French for me, sir. I was going I French for you, that. bro. I was going oh, French for you. <laughs> I love that. I know it drives Brandon nuts. <laughs> I, look, yeah. I I I feel like I'm so on a a high just being able to the the ability to have something in your head, put it out there create it and then send it out to whoever, maybe no one, maybe one person. It's well, I've got it's the analytics. Just, it's more than one person. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to be a little humble here, sir. Well, no, I mean, we, have eight, we have what like eight hosts total or something like that. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like nine people listening. So good. <laughs> maybe 10. No, it's, it's, it's just really been, I'm in love with it too. I mean, hands down, been great. I was inspired when I when I 
I sent uh, the network a message um, from just from me saying I, I I I don't know where I read it, and I don't know exactly who said it, but I fell in love with the statement that a salary is the bribe they offer Whoa. you to give up on your dreams. Yeah, and all I could think about was how grateful I was that this group of people was defying that. You know, we're out there really doing what we've been in some ways, what we've been dreaming about. And, uh, you know, you can say that you, you can feel that you're an imposter about whatever you want to, that's your business. But if it weren't for you, bro, we would not be able to, we wouldn't be doing that like this. And you kind of, you trailblazed away and uh, it's going really amazingly. And um, that's, you know, just hearing about where we've come in a short period of time and where we, are likely to go i'm looking forward to the coffee mug yeah coffee mug <laughs> <laughs> i really i really really am i really yeah. am mitch uh i think that's probably a good place to to cap off this episode i think we've covered where we wanted to go um i was just trying to think of the different possible plays on my name because i got that as a kid constantly Oh man, still it's great merch. No, it's great. You gotta know I'd wear that shirt, man. (laughs) The problem is there's a certain Mitch that kind of gave all of us Mitch's a bad name recently. I don't want to get into politics right now. That's Uh, your thing. No. But I mean, really screwed up the good Mitch name. You know, really bummed me out because there's not a lot of us rolling around in the first place. And then for that guy to really fucking up. Yeah, but I mean I think the thing that sets you apart is you don't look like a fucking turtle. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would say this much, okay? You're not supposed to say Voldemort's name. Okay, and we sorry. won't do that here. So uh, that's I think that's fair. No, no, man. As far as I know, you're the you're the only Mitch. You're the only Mitch. <laughs> you're the only right. Mitch in my heart. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. I wish you guys could be here. I wish we could all join to like all get get together. Like, I really I, I miss seeing your faces live and in person. Uh, hope oh, here's to hoping that happens. Gonna happen soon, man. I hope it happens sooner than you think. Yeah, I know. I know we're getting close. It's getting close again. So. I can't wait to get everyone together in uh, one big room and, and celebrate what we've done so far. I mean, even this is good enough. Like if it were to go more then, uh, Hey, all the more reason to celebrate, but I can't wait to see you guys again. I gotta say uh, on my, my parting note for this is going to be this I, in, in a really the most challenging year on multiple <laughs> levels for all people who are American. This has been the best part of it for me personally, and to be part of a collaboration, to be part of something bigger than just myself, um, man, this has been a big deal for, for the, for the year. And we got a month left and, uh, and then we're into a new year and I think things start getting, um, way better. And, yeah. and like I said, I hope we do come together. I hope we come, I hope we go more a team. Yeah, man. Uh, Rumination like- Expo in 21. Oh, dude, that would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's make that happen. I'm all for it. That would be awesome. Well, thanks, Mitch. Thank you. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for putting up with us, talking over each other. Um, <laughs> we'll do another check-in in six weeks and see how we've done. Oh, Christ. And then kind of go from there. <laughs> uh, for everybody who's listening, you know, don't forget to subscribe and like us and rate us and all that. Jazz, Brando, you got anything to add there? No, you pretty much covered it. 
just remember that uh, check out some other programs on the rumination network that's right don't forget to check out all of our sister and brother podcasts that are on the ruminations radio network at ruminationsradionetwork.com you can see what we've put together and there's a lot to enjoy and a lot of things to just get excited about put us in your ears let us uh let us take some time away from you and get get a smile on your face i think um mitch thanks again for joining us thanks everybody for listening to brevity box i hope you guys have a a really good uh rest of your week we'll talk to you again soon this has been a product We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you! <laughs>